Today is the day the Lord has made and an opportunity for us to rejoice in it. And again, I say rejoice. I'm rejoicing today because of the time that God has decided we will live, a time for choosing. And that puts upon us unique sets of responsibilities, and people are grabbing hold of these responsibilities. And you know who changes things? Mothers. When they get upset, when they see what's going on, and they group together, they have a, a great habit of changing things. Missy Cara joins me. Cara, Missy Cara from Texas joins me, a first timer to this level of activism. Missy has figured out the money trail to the perverse pornographic sex ed in schools. And by the way, the formula for how they're getting it into schools in your area across the United States. Missy, welcome to the Todd Herman Show. Thank you, Todd. Um, the trail, Missy, let's start it this way. It's in the schools. So mm-hmm. it's made its way into Washington state. Our so-called governor has passed a, a decree. Uh, and so did the, uh, the secretary of education that it's going to be in all the schools. So it's here, but let's walk back from state funding because I understand this goes all the way up into the fed. So take us through this chain. So, First, I'd like to say that this is a national crisis that's solved at a local level. So I'm so glad you're talking about this today because you're going to be able to empower people at a local level to actually do something. So when I did my research, I found um, a money trail, which in my mind, it goes from the top down, but we'll work it from down up. And so we'll start at the school level, and that is funded by taxpayer dollars. And interestingly, the, the schools are in charge of deciding curriculums and how those are implemented and how those funds are spent and that in the in the case of sex ed that that was actually done with a partnership with many entities going up the trail so if we were to start um, at your local level let's work it up to the state level and then to national so locally you've got your school boards who are in charge of getting curriculums set and then at the state level there are guidelines given as to what needs to be taught in the schools. And then the same for national, there's national level uh, advice as well. So um, what I'd like to see, if I can go ahead and go from the top down, like when we start with the structure up, let's go down. Um, When you are a taxpayer, that your dollars are sent to some to the federal level government. And interestingly, when I looked this up, I found out that these federal dollars were assigned for a specific purpose. And this was done in 2010 by Obama. And what he did is he signed a consolidated appropriations act that allocated a number of funds to go down to the health and human services department and the health and human services department at the national level assigned those dollars to go on down to the CDC. And so that's an entity that I understand that you follow closely. And uh, when I looked up into finding where did our sex ed come from at our school, it turns out the CDC has a division of adolescent and school health. And that's where we need to start putting our eyes. This is where everybody needs to start looking. So those funds that I followed from 2010 went down to that that level, the Division of Adolescent School Health, and then they established a means to get those funds to schools and that they started it in grants. And so schools receive grants for all kinds of things and that this, this particular uh, use of these dollars was to do three things. 
the first thing was to implement sex ed, which y'all are seeing now all over your state and all over the United States. The second thing that that money was used for was to implement sexual health services access, which I believe y'all are experiencing at a higher uh, uh, incident rate than we are at this time down in the South, down here in Texas, but that you're experiencing that now. And then they also use these federal tax dollars to do all of these things in a safe, supportive environment in school. And so what the schools had to do to receive this money is apply. And based on their eligibility, they had to have a number of students that they could be serviced and then also had to agree to make some partnerships with the um, uh, entities that are back at the local and state level. So we're talking about entities like the Health and uh, Human Services Department for your state and your Department of Education for your state, um, that those agreements needed to be made for a certain number of cities in the U.S. And at the time we received ours, there was 17. And then that money was used to implement grant funding to bring all of those programs in. So if we look at it, we went from the, the bottom up and then we go from the top down, like where is this money trail and what are they doing? Uh, turns out there's lots of big players involved. So that's a good background. And yeah. then I want to pick up back where you are and see what can we talk about next? Yeah. So um, Missy Kara is with us. She's now an activist uh, prior to this, not an activist um, looking into the, the dollar flow. What you said doesn't surprise me. I'm curious about the CDC's role in this because I believe the CDC has proven itself to be purely and completely corrupt um, and in the pockets of big pharma and others. But I want to go through a couple steps about these states. You're mentioning Washington state, Washington state. They skipped all the debate. Um, Comprehensive sex ed will be in the schools. That is a brand name, folks. That's not that's not a description. Comprehensive sex ed means a child is a sexual being from the moment they're born with the right to pursue sexual pleasure and the ability to consent to it, no matter their age. That's how you get uh, kindergarten kids being taught that it feels good to touch their penises and clitorises. This is the sort of education, so-called, that we're talking about. By high school, kids are being taught about sexual blood play. And I'll let you go ahead and Google that, but make sure you turn off the porn blockers when you do that. Okay. So this is an Obama project. How is it then we have the CDC? uh, You mentioned some of these other entities that get involved in this. Then we'll talk about how to stop this in the schools. Incidentally, Missy, I should tell you, when I've done national radio, I warned Texas beginning about three years ago, this was coming to Texas and it's coming to Georgia. Um, How does Planned Parenthood get hooked into this? Because Barack Obama was a huge servant of Planned Parenthood. I like the way that you asked that, Um, that it turns out that the CDC is using this grant funding to establish partnerships and that these partnerships are needed to be made before these school districts can actually accept these funds. So this is all done with cooperative agreements. And so in a lot of districts, you could look through and find in your school board minutes, you will see things that look like this is a cooperative agreement with our local 
local county health department or our local county uh, hospital, or this is the key, this is what you're asking about, is a word that they use with the CDC is called a, I'll quote it, a community-based organization or a CBO. And when I started researching these grants and seeing exactly what partnerships are being established and what is their relationship with the school, what exactly is that CBO? And um, that you can see it not called Planned Parenthood in the um, grant descriptions, but you'll see something that says school agrees to work with community-based organization with a national reach. And that was the thing that dialed me in is when you see something that is able to be at a national level, that is a big organization. And I'll tell you just from our experience here in Fort Worth, we saw that there were, um, with this grant, the, there were uh, reproductive sexual health services providers. I'm trying to tell you that exactly, yep. but that we yep. were given a list, a reproductive health service provider. And lo and behold, for the children to go to, you know, when they needed services and lo and behold, in our school district, their biggest day is Planned Parenthood. So these are on posters that are on the wall in the schools. These are on notepads that are with uh, these trusted adults that are in the school. So like a counselor yep. or a um, interventional specialist or a nurse. And that if a student were to approach them to get things like that, like access to sexual health services, they'll be provided this list with Planned Parenthood on it. And then um, I will say in my research also that I had followed this trail to California, and this will mean a lot to y'all on the West Coast. In California, these programs are being done as well. And one in particular is the ginormous Los Angeles Unified School District. And during my research, I happened to catch that, oh my goodness, the actual Los Angeles Unified School District made a partnership with actual Planned Parenthood. And what they actually did is put Planned Parenthood inside of the school. Yep. And so to see, yeah, to see those yep. things connect is incredible. So everybody just hear what Missy Cara just said. I've been telling you this now for several years that this is in California. This is coming across the country. We will explain that those clinics, so-called, are coming to Washington State under a different name. And by the way, there's, this is an absolute attempt to separate your kids from you. I'll explain that after we check traffic with right-way traffic. Missy Carr is with me in the Todd Herman Show. She has tracked the money down. She's followed the money the money to get the perverse pornographic sex ed in schools, sex ed that tells seventh graders, if you're not quite ready for full intercourse, just take off your clothes, get into a hot bath and hug your friends naked because that's an important form of intimacy. The sort of education where teachers are given handouts if kids cannot afford sex toys, teachers are given handouts on how kids can use vegetables to masturbate and non-microwavable um, saran wrap is a dental dam for oral sex. And Missy, I see you covering your face. We're talking on Zoom. I don't want to say these things on, that, on radio, but I have to, right? Because people need to know. We were just talking about the so-called Planned Parenthood clinics that these dollars have welcomed into the schools in Los Angeles. Let me go up the West Coast. Separate country of California, parents are cut out of decisions on their kids, STDs, antidepressants, um, uh, abortifants, uh, wrong sex hormones. In the state of Oregon, kids can get sex change surgeries uh, at the age of 15 without parental consent. They can get on wrong sex hormones at 13 without parental consent. Washington State, same without parental consent. 
these clinics that are going into these schools, they don't work for the parents. They put the, the little kids, 10, 11, 12, 13 year old kids in charge of this. And this is also money tied straight back to Dr. Tony Fauci's Center for Disease Control, right? Correct. So, so this is what we're dealing with. And it is an absolute web of, well, filth. Um, and it's endangering kids' lives. Um, so, Mrs., you look at this, what the parents do. Um, we have the recipe on how it gets done. In your mind, how do we undo it? Okay, there's several things. Um, first of all, we have to consider what state you're living in because there's different rules for different states. And I wish it weren't so, but that's true. Um, so, when we look at going to a local level, that you actually have um, a contact, Todd, maybe we can talk to her soon, uh, uh, who is actually going through the recipe of bringing this in in their district. So, she, as a parent, is able to go to be a part of her school board meeting and see what are they talking about and what is this cooperative agreement they're about to make. And if you're a parent who's been prepared and understands what those things are, you can begin the process to stop it before it ever gets there. So I want to leave that, that glimmer of hope for schools that don't have it yet. Keep yourself involved and become a watchdog. Learn these keywords and phrases, and I can give those to Todd. Um, just things that you can look for or listen for and know that is what that is. So that's the first thing. Once it's there, it's a different, it's a different organization, like a whole other animal. Um, some things you can do at a at a parent level to a school level is become involved in your school. So those relationships have got to be made. Like when you let your kid go through that door, they are still your kid and that you need to know the teacher, you need to know the administrators, you need to know the nurses and make it abundantly clear and also use policy that you have access to that you do not want your kid to be treated in any manner without your permission for anything, for any reason whatsoever. So there are some forms with some states that you can sign that says, I absolutely do not want anything done to my child. And if you have those access, you know, access to that, sign that at the beginning of the year and make it clear and then form those relationships with the staff. Um, and also parents are intuitively good at hearing their children say things that makes them go, what are you talking about? And so at different ages, you may hear things that sound like I had this very interesting library book that I read today, mom, or this assignment or something, you know, like these little things that parents intuitively know something's not right. And I'll say in Texas, I have this saying, S-A-R, something ain't right yeah, and that yeah. listen to your gut and do something so uh, you can get involved at the school level that way you can become an advocate for your school district you can begin to go to meetings and educate parents that's another big thing once you become aware of these things the best thing you can do is share this information and explain it because guess what happens one person's bravery, they stand up and then that gets another one to stand up and another one and another one. And we're seeing that all over the country right now. And amazing things can happen with small amounts of people. You can do things like flip your school board. You can do things like change your legislators, you know, get out there and get involved yep. in your neighborhood. There's a lot of different things you can do, um, but it all involves getting you involved. Like if you just sit by and just say, you know what, this is too far gone. Um, nothing will change. And in fact, it will get worse. Right, Todd? It'll right. get worse. It's going to get right. worse and worse. Yeah. So right. that is a decision point. What will you do? 
Yes. If you've ever wondered what you're going to do during a cultural revolution, you're doing it now. Uh, we're going to make available uh, Missy's presentation that she's given. Uh, our friends at Informed Parents of Washington, a uh, great group that's done this in Washington State, make this available for you. This is going to be super easy. Text TODD, T-O-D-D, to 800-465-8770. That's TODD to 800 465 8770 sends you a link to Missy's presentation. If you're, let me give you some uh, feedback on this, Missy, some of the things I've talked about. If your kindergarten kid comes home and refers to you as a cis woman, you have a problem. If your little kid comes home from school uh, and refers to um, their friends as uh, special physical friends, you have a problem. Or a hugging friend, you have a problem. Um, this is some of the things that I suggest for parents, depending on your state laws. In Washington state, it is still illegal for, ki- for adults to provide sexual materials to children. It's a criminal offense. Alert the teachers in your school. When school comes back, you will call the cops. You give my kids, you show my kids sexual content. I will call 911. I will press criminal charges against you, the teacher. We'll let the cops figure it out. Another thing, Missy, and this makes people uncomfortable, and I've been telling people, Missy, Cara, folks need to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Go to the school board meetings. They put the curriculum in schools. Go to these meetings. Look these legis- or these uh, school board members in the eye and say to them, yes, um, school board member Dennis Johnson, um, do you uh, use pornography to masturbate? And he's going to get blushy in the face. And I can't. Well, you're, no, wait, 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 wait. I'm just quoting your curricula because the curricula in Washington state says that pornography is good for marginalized kids. It's good for them. So I'm asking you, do you do this? If so, how often? Make them live in the reality they're creating for others. Make them live in this. Right. And I know that that makes people feel uncomfortable. It should be got about two minutes left with Missy Cara. Um, Missy, when you saw that the dollars led all the way up to the federal government um, and and including the CDC and Health and Human Services, did anything change for you in your mind about your country when you saw that it went all the way up to Health and Human Services? Absolutely. I had a total paradigm shift, totally, completely. To what? Um, well, I used to entrust everything to who I thought was our advocate and had been trained to be our leaders and invested in our leadership and um, including from the top down, I mean, all the way to the school level, and that I had a very big paradigm shift to where, first of all, I'm like, whose kid is this? Is it your kid or is it my kid? You know, and that suddenly that mama bear inside just thought, I'm going to question everything. I'm going to question everything you say, you teacher, you administrator, you school district, you state level, you national level, everyone. I don't trust you anymore. I'm going to verify everything you do. And then also on the flip side of that, I do want to say um, for those, if they are educators out there who are actually good educators, like I don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater and say all are bad. But now I look at processes and policies and training that these good educators are made to do and are compelled to do, you know, under observation. Now, one of the things we can talk about it later, Todd, but that these programs that got sent in are, are essentially compelled, like the, yeah. the 
grant recipients had to be observed doing exactly what they were told or they would get written up. And uh, that's a that's a terrible place to be, you know, as an educator and as a student receiving it and as a family trying to figure out how to operate with that. So anyway, question everything. That's the end of my my spill about the paradigm. Well, we've had a very similar paradigm shift, Missy. Um, that's uh, been earth earth shaking for me. I would say to those good teachers, get to me privately. T Herman at KTTH.com. Use Proton Mail. I'll expose your schools for you and I'll help you protect your jobs. Um, get Missy's presentation. Text Todd to 800-465-8770. Missy Cara, American hero. Thank you for coming on the Todd Herman Show and go with God's protection and good grace. Thank you, Todd. Thank you.